does something happen around Bendigo that's got you a little bit confused? We thought we'd hire an experienced PI to get you the answers you needed. Unfortunately, that's not in the budget, so these guys will have to do. This is Coggo and Mandy on the case. We're on the case as we do. Mandy, we always find something around the region that people are most interested in. Not always positive. Unfortunately, it's sometimes negative, but you've got to get to the point. Hence the reason on the case. Yeah, definitely, Cogs. And today we're focusing with our podcast um, on the youth justice and the system. Uh, so our guest today is a mother mm-hmm. and also the older brother. Um, they will elaborate and allude to more of what this uh, podcast will be about. But we need to get on board and help support and challenge the system in many ways. So so we're going to refer to um, our lady present here as mum and the brother is Joel. Hi, mum. <laughs> and Joel, hello, mate. Hello, how are we? Good. Look, um, I think we're all very aware, if we're not, we're not rolling the reading papers or listening to radio or news or whatever, we've got a massive issue when it comes to uh, youth crime. Now, from my point of view, just uh, putting it out there, it looks like it's absolutely out of control. It looks like it's getting younger all the time and kids who should be probably home doing certain things are not home. They're out and about. Not everyone. We're not going to throw the blanket over every kid, but certainly there's, there's kids out there that have no interest in the, in the law uh, and certainly doing things that are not just upsetting uh, people's property, but certainly, certainly their mental health, the scary, you know, the people that are scared. And is that, fair, is that a fair call, Joel, around uh, our region, Bendigo? Yeah, I definitely think so. So um, I think the scariest thing is that it, it's skyrocketing rather quickly. Like there are stats that are coming out uh, most recently from the start of this year that it's, um, you know, over the 30% rise in youth crime um, between the ages of 10 and 14 and, uh, you know, over 18% under 17, uh, but I don't think we're really looking at where that's coming from mm. um, and whether or not that's going to escalate further considering that we're not really doing much about it. There's a little bit of a crusade starting at the moment in Queensland, probably because there's a lot of vigilante behaviour going on as well. Um, and I feel like Victoria, especially based on Bendigo's uh trajectory at the moment with how many uh, stolen cars, trailers, the amount of uh, Facebook activity that's going on, people trying to um, do their best to safeguard themselves. But, um, I mean, it's only making the news uh, if deaths are happening from car crashes or, or yep. murders, which it's a bit extreme and, you know, it's not the great greatest topic of conversation for, for everyone's ears, but... Um, if we leave it unattended, I'm just worried what will happen into the future. Oh, couldn't agree more. Jeez, oh, most definitely. Joel, you, you spoke about the age group 10 to 14 yeah, to start with just blows my mind. But unfortunately, that is the way it is. You're talking about it skyrocketing. And then you mentioned that the Victorian system, it's really letting us down. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Um, so... I mean, the statistics speak for themselves, but I guess the question that's not being addressed is what's happening, maybe where it's coming from. It's it's a lot of narrative just that it exists and that things are potentially being done. But from our experience, uh, I don't really know if anything is being done. And there's just a lot of talk about the limitations of certain things. So... 
magistrates themselves have already commented that um, they don't have the ability to actually mandate any of their uh, either bail conditions or uh, sentencings that aren't just uh, penitentiary uh, convictions. Um, so if someone is let out on bail, um, it, it's interesting that a, a child isn't even... Uh, you might have a bail condition that says that they have to go to school or they have to attend youth justice uh, service meetings uh, in, in some sort of frequency, but even those, they're not even mandatory by the policy. And so there's been call-outs that we need sort of legislative reform, but uh, we sort of don't have those talks about getting that stuff through and rather quickly considering these spikes. Joel, it'd be uh, a lot of people listening at the moment would say what I'm about to say, and that is that when I was growing up at that age, if you did something wrong or you knocked something off or whatever, it might be a chockey bar from the milk bar or whatever, um, and you got caught, you're in big trouble and it was always about your future. You know, you're doing silly things now. If you get a conviction, you won't get this job or whatever. It seems like the people that you're talking about, also I say people, kids, they don't care about that. No, and I, I don't think... Uh, I feel that... Uh, there's been this uh, increase in knowledge that they don't have to care because there's no repercussions. Mm, okay. um, mm, as you mentioned, thing, not mandatory. Hmm. Yes, and then there's no consequence uh, for it. So, you know, a child might do something small or minor and then realise that there isn't really a big backlash from it. There's no uh, recorded uh, effect on their future. Uh, there's no recorded conviction that's public knowledge. So people can do something extreme and just be let back out on bail and no one would know uh, what those are. There's no statistics available on that. Um, and it's coming out a lot that a lot of repeat offenders are being found but weren't known that they were repeat offenders back out uh, in public. That is uh, just wrong. That. that is just, that's the issue, that, well, one of the issues, but that's one of the problems is that, is, as you said, you know, like if I go and uh, knock off your car and, you know, I'm that age and I get away with it, uh, or sorry, I'll get caught, but I get away with it, uh, I'm not going to care. I'm just going to go to the next level. It's because like it's, no. it's like it's enabling it. Let's do the next thrill, isn't Basically, it? Yeah. But you're putting people's, not only their own lives at risk, but it's enabling that very inappropriate and risky, vulnerable behaviour, but other innocent people in the communities as well. Yeah, I think enabling mm. is the key word there. Mm. Um, and I think that really needs to be the focus of the word that's used for this because the big narrative that's going around is com uh, to be compassionate, you know, that these minors might be affected by certain circumstances, uh, uh, influence, all those sort of things, but we're forgetting about the enabling behaviour that we're not offering them uh, any sort of alternatives or uh, realigning their values, uh, you know, at least through some um, non-enabling uh, circumstances.
We're, we're actually letting people be shitbags, mate. We're letting people do it. We're just simply saying, oh, well, will you just be you? And, uh, you know, if we go back a little bit further, it was always a case of, you know, you, you can be a decent person, but there's no one saying that you, you should be. It's just, well, you keep being a shitbag and knocking off people's stuff and Auntie Flo down the road hasn't done anything wrong in her life. You're going to knock her over to get her keys to her car. Mm-hmm. That, that's the part, I think, that it's where uh, it needs to be focused more on right now, whether it's media here or wherever, Joel. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, it has come out that a lot of cases are um, walk-ins on, you know, unlocked properties or um, unlocked cars. And, you know, I'd love to, you know, everyone's advocating on Facebook and I am too that, you know, please, like, make it more difficult for these kids um, so that there isn't that sort of low-reaching right, uh, low fruit um, mm. It, it, it needs to be more than that. Like, we can't just expect people to just lock their doors and not feel safe. Um, yeah, which is the, the big thing. And the other thing, too, and knowing this from what happened to me a good couple of weeks ago, we, you know, there was five of them that tried to get in. And now, you know, just talking to you and, and obviously Mandy and Mum, um, I've got a feeling they weren't after the thing in my ice cream. They were after my keys, you know, to get to the car outside. So I didn't even think of that. But, I mean, you don't. As an, as an adult, you don't think that way. But that's how they're thinking. They're after the big stuff, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. No, they're definitely after the keys. And there's been accounts that they're after... You know, it's not even the old days of, you know, having old cars with old key barrels that you could, you know, start with a screwdriver. They're they're not afraid to come and get the new cars and just grab the keys um, where they are just targeting, you know, the the fastest cars to go and get that thrill. Wow. Oh, it's just... It's Actually, just... why they tried to flog my Yaris, but wouldn't, oh. wouldn't go on very quickly at all. But still, I, <laughs> no. I, I get your point. Yeah, yeah it's just mind-blowing. So, Joel, yourself and Mum, you're obviously living it, unfortunately, with family members, are you? Or are you just out there advocating for the community? Yeah, so we have a brother that... Um, well, I have a brother and Mum has a son that uh, we're both uh, trying to work out how to pull him back from the brink. Um, We have an unfortunate circumstance where uh, he has support and we try to do our best, but the enabling behaviour of the system doesn't facilitate even my mum to be able to parent him. Oh, wow. Yeah, and we have a big problem where... you know, I can point fingers at certain things within the, the system, but we're also finding that there's a lot of enabling behaviour just in the community uh, where there's even been uh, other parents or teachers involved that have been harbouring these kids, wow. uh, harbouring their behaviour, harbouring their, their, their drug consumption um, in, the, in the thought that they're providing them a safe space temporarily. Um, but then it's enabling their sort of escapism of running away from responsibility where my mum can't be a parent because there's avenues for these kids to just run away to. You know, I used mm. to, I would be petrified if I, uh, you know, did something wrong or, mm. or didn't do as I was told because Absolutely. of the fear that I wouldn't have a house over my head. But... Mm. Uh, I think that there's there's too many avenues now for kids to get resources elsewhere and they have that access, you know, it's not 
social media's fault per se, but they have the access to know where to get things or communicate. Okay, so uh, Joel and Mum's here, and we haven't had a chance to have a bit of a yak to Mum, so um, we'll bring you in, Mum. Do you feel, you know, obviously not with the, the fine man we're speaking to, but with the younger ones, it, it, there's just nothing you can do, nothing you can say that will, will enable them to stay home or be good people, or, or they got in with the wrong crowd. Where are you at? Yeah, I guess for me, it, it all started back when COVID um, started. Mm. So the lockdown of school, expecting young kids to be able to self-motivate to do their schooling at home. Um, I was a single parent, so I was working, not really understanding what was actually probably, you know, happening behind my closed doors. Um, and when I became aware of um, some activity that was going on, I had to put cameras in my house, um, had to make some boundaries that obviously weren't liked by the young children. And so they moved on to other premises and it's just gotten bigger and bigger. I've been dealing with this for three years now and I've got no leverage anywhere. The court system um, definitely didn't help my son. Um, going back two years ago now, he was on a youth justice order and... Through that youth justice order, he was never made accountable for not showing up. Uh, he was told he was to go to his, um, either to have education or to get a, an apprenticeship. Didn't do that. Didn't follow that he was to go to YSAS for his substance abuse. And we're now at a situation where he drives cars, does Stolen house invasions. Stolen cars. He's actually been able to purchase his own cars. Drives wow. around the streets with no number plates on. Sorry, what age again? Sixteen. Okay. And under the influence of substance, all while this is occurring. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Um, and there's obviously a lot younger than that, Joel, isn't there? I mean, sixteen is uh, you know probably been a lot of these mm. kids, and this will sound terrible. Probably been doing it for quite a few years. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely started from um, a few years ago and there's tons of peers that, you know, even we've seen just on um, their sort of live streams that they're, they're doing it with. Um, yeah, it's pretty out in the open. Mum, can I ask a really heavy question of a mum? And obviously we've got a mum over here being Mandy and I'm a dad and granddad. Uh, with your son, is there a fair chance in your mind that you know this is going to end in tears? Yeah. How does that feel? Terrible. It would. Every day I cry. Do you? Mm. It's horrible. It's just a horrible feeling that you know that whilst this is going on, and as bad as it is, that, you know, if you're stealing cars and you're driving at a fast speed, then sadly that, you know, that your numbers will virtually, they'll be, you know, after a while, it, it, it'll be up. And I, I, I hate saying that, Mum, but... It's sad, isn't it, that that's going to be the case? Yeah, it's very, very sad. And, you know, the community reach out to me all the time, letting me know things that are going on. And they're, they're struggling there. too because, you know, a lot of these people have had the impact of these children in their yards, in their houses, stealing their cars. And it's with a really heavy heart that I have to, you know, to know that this is my child. My child is doing this. And he was never brought up like that. He was a beautiful boy. You take it to heart that this is happening for him. Do you blame yourself? Oh, of course you do. Where did I go wrong? 
but it's not your fault. It doesn't feel like that. But it's it's sorry. Not, I'm sitting here choked up. I'm not saying <clears throat> much myself. But, but, but again, just to I mean, this, this is the thing. If you grief. you know, mm. like you're responsible mm. for giving birth mm. to to a child, but once they get to a certain age, Mum uh, and Joel, sorry, Joel, I've left you out of this a little bit. Uh, no, no. Surely there's a point where you say, well, you know, you have respect for what you're doing. Yeah, I get substance stuff, and trust me, I've had a nightclub. I know all about it. So, what happens now, um, Joel? I mean, you know, Mum's in tears. How do you feel the fact that? You know, if he keeps going this way, your brother, this is just going to end in tears. Yeah, it's um, it's really hard, especially because, like, I know that my mum is a fantastic mum and she, she sure has worked her ass off and has done such an amazing job to provide everything to the point where it's it's almost more devastating that, uh, you know, my brother had all the options in the world to uh, really be whoever he wanted um, and really was a, a stellar individual in terms of sport. I mean, that's something that really, I think, maybe crippled him a little bit uh, when sort of sport got locked down and, and he he found it really difficult to, to find a, a positive network of, of people and, and really got dragged in to the wrong crowd. Um, and, yeah, my mum my fights every day. She's, she's trying to find any angle she can to talk to, to someone or um, communicate to... Uh, the, the Minister of Health or, or Youth Justice, um, different individuals, and it, it's an ongoing battle that I think, like I know my mum's exhausted, but she she finds the energy every day just to keep going to, to try and find a morsel of something somewhere where she can try and pull, pull him back and bring him back and, and allow other, where we've, you know, we have these conversations all the time just to try and maintain some sanity um, some stability, um, and then, you know, trying to see a way forward, um, which is all we can sort of do. So, yeah, we've sort of uh, unfortunately had that practice on each other. Mm, it's it's just a situation that has become, especially for the loved family members, that should never get to that stage because of lack of support and sustainability for accountability for the youth and the crime. So you as a brother, mum as a mum, you could sit your brother down and go, you bloody little shit, why are you doing this? But he just knows there's no ramifications. But on the other side of the coin, has your brother actually said, well, this is why I do it and I'm not a shit? Can he see any wrong in his own actions? I think there's glimpses that he does Uh the problem is that the more he's exposed to it, doing it in this environment, the less the less you see that, the less... Uh, mm, he's lost all that you know, emphatic for, for mum and the, the cause and the hurt and the angst and, and what he's doing. So he, he can't see what he's doing is not acceptable. Has he got to that stage? Oh, definitely. There's, mm. there's no remorse anymore. It's it's a behaviour of um, want and will 
uh, as opposed to consequence. I don't think there's an understanding. Uh, I mean, what hasn't been raised is the amount of friends of theirs that have already died, um, and that's not even enough to pull you back in. Jeez. It's yeah. a bit like a feeling of you're, un, you're invincible, really. It's yeah. it's not going to happen to me. Um, yeah, they're just a, just horrible all round. Uh, but I, I it, it's not. It is so not right. I no, am no, it's frustrated. Right. No, listening. That's could right. be you on the road. The, the Our issue, kids on the but road. The issue is, and, and I have had people that worked at the uh, youth justice centres. Right, mm. there's a massive difference between youth justice and jails. In jail, um, oh. you've got you know there's so much discipline. Right, you do this and that. In youth justice, you can't touch them. You can't do anything. Yeah, but they can belt you. Do you know what happens with youth justice? Justice when when so you know say the inmates belt someone at work. There, this is why I can't get anyone. Is that you have to obviously take the injuries, and that would be horrible in itself. If you go back to work, you've actually got to sit through the assault again and say where did you go wrong. Oh, I mean that is just absolutely wrong. So that's one point of the system. It simply doesn't work. So, you know, you allow the kids, and, and I'm sorry, Mum, I'll say this: a 16 year old or whatever to go into that system, which is again unaccountable. You can still get your meal. You've got a human right to have one. You've got a human right to have a bed and all that stuff. But you can then go and belt the guards, if you like, and probably get another month on your thing. What happens to the guards? They don't work again, or maybe they do work again with that thing hanging over the head that someone's going to belt them. That's one point I I would have thought, um, Joel, that, you know, people are at. But, again, is it, you know, is a thing, and I want to ask you, Mum, I'm going to throw this at you now, are you scared of your son? Absolutely. Okay. So you feel like you should get out of here or move a house or whatever or move towns because um, you're worried about that. Your own safety is what I'm talking about. Yeah, so my house has cameras everywhere. I pretty much don't sleep because wow. I hear noises all mm. the time. Um, what do you expect to happen, by the way, Mum? Well, these kids carry knives, machetes, mm. and that's yeah. just... And when they get to that level of that need, isn't it, they don't care who they hurt till they get it, and it's usually the ones closest yeah. to them they target first. And the drugs that they're taking send them off into mm, a psychosis, a psychosis mm. where they actually don't know what they're doing. Mm. Mm, okay. Joel. Do um, you, sorry, just you on go, that though, Cogs, do you still have contact with your son or have you had to separate? Very minimal. Mm. Most times it's just an abusive message oh, saying, if you talk to this person, I will never speak to you again. You're not my mum. Oh, gosh. So just things like that will, you know, pop up. What are you levying? What What are we doing? Where Where are you at now, Joel and Mum? What's is there something going round that we can get community people to come on board? You know, we can stamp up and ground. We can stand outside of, um, uh, you know, different local homes of government and so forth. But I you feel know, like we need a public forum. You okay. know, let the public know that we're actually listening to them. You know, I'm happy to listen to anyone who wants to talk about what's happened to them. I'm happy for them to reach out to me any way they can. But I think that, you know, people are fed up. Um, A recent one of the children was um, in a car that they had brought and a four-wheel drive actually rammed them. There was also another child that was um, also hit. But they think of that as an accolade. It's just they'll post that. You know, they, they laugh about it. They think it's funny. Well, they wouldn't think it was funny mm. if they were in a, and I say jail, because that's what it is. Uh, you call them, you can call them what you like, correction mm. centres or, you know, mm. they, what do they call the one, the youth ones? What do they mm. call Joel? They just, justice centres. Penitentiary. Yeah, yeah, I mean, call them what they are. They're mm. a jail. They should be a jail, you know, and that, 
you know, puts everyone on the front foot then in regards to what we want to do. Yeah, there'll be repercussions, Mum. I'll get that, that the kids will come back and say, Coggo on the radio is a dickhead and Mandy and that. I don't care about that because I've got kids that age and I've got grandkids growing up to be that age. So the last thing I want is for that to happen to them. If they had to go there, I'd like them. And they did something wrong, by the way, the wrong thing. I'd like them to have to see how bad it is to be in these places. Not a, not a picnic, not a bloody weekend away, but how bad it was to say, you know what, I don't want to do that again. Regardless, and that'll get rid of the uh, peer group pressure, trust me, because you might want to go back there. That'll fix that up. You must just feel like a hamster on this wheel going round and round, but no one's doing anything. Well, it doesn't appear, I shouldn't say I'm not aware, but Joel and Mum, you'd know more. Is there any light at the end of a tunnel, or are you trying to even create the tunnel? Is there just nothing there that you can go to to get things moving? Without government on board, we're not going to see any changes. Well, Well, let's put this to our federal member, which I think it is a federal thing. Uh, It's also a state thing as well, because the states have got to work hard to to fix it. Let let us put that uh, to them and and I'll send them a copy and just see what feedback we get from them. Because this here is not just a Bendigo thing, Mum. It's not your son. It's not just him. There's many, many, and Mm. you know this. It's the whole of Australia. Yeah, that's Mm. right. Yeah. Some places worse than others. But um, again, I think we're starting to realise that, um, you know, someone's going to do something. Otherwise, uh, there's going to be a lot of, we're going to end up like bloody America, you know, where you're going to have to, you know, unfortunately have to carry a gun. You know, no one wants that. No, we don't. And, you know, just sitting here and this poor mother sitting here, like she said, she can't sleep. I actually know mum and mum has aged 10 years in two months and is just a shadow of herself so distraught. It is affecting so many people. It is just not on. Let's let's do that, Cogs. Yep, Send it through to federal members and let's get something happening. Joel, thank you for being so honest. Thank you for being uh, who you are after your mum. Uh, I'm already just listening to you. Put, uh, take my hat off to you. Not that I got one on, but you know what I mean. I just, uh, I think, well done, mate. It's uh, it's enormous. I think every mum, I mean, dad or parent, whoever, would want a son mm-hmm. like you, mate, who's sticking up for your mum. Uh, so well done on behalf of, well, me and probably you, Mandy. Absolutely. And look at this as a reflection. Correct. Don't blame yourself, mum. Please don't blame it's yourself. not you. Joel, thanks for your time and mum. Thank you. We will get it moving. We are going to keep in contact and we'll keep following up. Mm. Would you uh, like to you do so that? Keep sharing time. this Absolutely. journey. Mm, let's hope one day we can sit here and sharing of this journey, we get some results and some accountability before there are lives destroyed, damaged, hurt, and that situation we never want to come back to is getting that phone call one day, Mum. Yeah.